0: conversation like we're supposed to do because that's what we do so cool. we have our bibles open so that means we're highly spiritual people do things. welcome to a another one of the most important <laughs> things that you'll do with your day if you're doing this with your day and sitting down with tanya and i as we discuss life's most meaningful and appropriate and i don't know is, <laughs> i'm i'm grateful to anyone who listens to us at all if we've got anything to offer. Sometimes it feels like we have something that's the most important thing in the world we need to share with somebody. And then most of the time, by the time we sit down here, it's like, well, we had a good conversation about that, but what was it we were talking about that we thought was so great? And so I'm, and I don't, never mind. I'm going to stop talking. Hi, Tanya. How are you doing? (laughs)
1: Doing okay.
0: Doing okay. What are we going to talk about today?
1: Well, the weightiness of everything on the... Uh, in the news and on our heads and hearts these days seems to be a great topic except I don't I'm like you don't exactly know where to start we didn't have a question that anybody asked us although what would we ask ourselves there you go that's what we should say
0: what are the pressing <laughs> questions well I'm pretty sure that this ask mom and dad business God, maybe? has pretty much turned into what does mom and dad think that people might <laughs> want to ask them um I mean, it was a great concept to begin with. It's kind of turned into, a, okay, let's see what's going to happen here. Um, anyway, um, yeah, I there's a. I mean, the, the news seems to be saturated with concepts of, you know, how do we talk to one another? And I had an interesting conversation with God the other day. <laughs> Okay. me and god we get along good a thing. good to know and i was talking a little bit about it and i've got to, i'm looking at my journal real quick to see what it was that that struck me and it was because i wound up getting into the idea of um what's the word i'm looking for w- woke culture i guess the whole idea not w- mm-hmm. woke culture but cancel culture all these terms <laughs> you know and uh, our kids are you know, faithful to speak the word and, and to speak whatever's on their, their mind and heart. They're not too worried about being canceled and not, <laughs> and as it were, to use that terminology, I'm wearing the wrong glasses. No, I can't see anything. <laughs> when you need glasses to see things and then the glasses that you, another pair of glasses for the glasses that you can't see things with, you have a problem. And that's kind of how my life goes these days. Um, yeah, this is it. I was looking at Matthew 538 the other day um, and it talks about, Jesus writes in uh, Matthew 538 through 42, you've heard it was said, An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you, don't resist an evildoer. On the contrary, if anyone slaps you on your right cheek, turn the other one to him also. As for the one who wants to sue you and take away your shirt, let him have your coat as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him two. Give to the one who asks you and don't turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. Um, And so to me, I thought about that and the idea that, you know, the... Our posture in this world is to demand satisfaction when we're wrong. You know that old idea. I demand satisfaction. It's always after somebody slapping you with a glove and wanting to go out and <laughs> oh. and duel with you to the death, which cost Alexander Hamilton his life and many others in the day. But um, <laughs> like do back, in day, <laughs> yeah, <apparently. laughs> back in the day, back in the day. Anyway, I don't know why that's funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's funny to me. Uh, th- it cost him his life. It cost you know that that demand for um
1: revenge So what you're saying as opposed to this yeah. scripture is right the opposite of revenge the scripture says instead of treating the people like we think of luke 12 treat others the way you want to be treated instead today's culture is right the opposite treat others because they've treated you you should shoot back at them whatever or excuse me it's not even that because they treated your great 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 grandfather this way then it obviously means you i don't know it doesn't make any sense to me but like like we keep hearing about the reparations yeah they're gonna try to get people to pay for people who have never had slaves pay for pay people who have never been slaves it's like that kind of thing is what what makes me think of when you read that it's like what the opposite we should be we should be kind we should be thinking of serving each other and actually giving what's on our, what have we been blessed with rather than taking from each other, what we think we're owed or whatever. And I don't know, that's what made me think, but what were you thinking of with the scripture?
0: Well, I was thinking about the, the originally, the kind of the the way in which we tend to take one law and replace it with another one. In other words, we, we are the idea of how we are to walk with God in our journey in this world means that we're supposed to be in step with him. And so it's, it's, it's it's the idea that we are, you know, every now the police are in my mind, every step you make, um, the, that every step that we make in our lives is being step with God. And so as we, as we're walking with, with him, he's communicating with us the right and the wrong. And, And as a result of being in step with him, it means that we not only share his, the, Path he's walking on. It means we share the heart. We have the, to be in step with someone is to be in sync with them. And so
1: to so, like think the way they think, and to, is that what you mean? To, yeah, to, to think the way consider. they think,
0: to see a situation the way we see. We see a situation because it, this this passage of scripture doesn't always sync up with the way Jesus always behaved. And so we're going to do a Bible study today. Um, and so, and what I mean by that is that. Um, Jesus scourged the Pharisees. He he let them have it, you know, uh, and again and again, he would even, you know, he would answer them in a way that is uh, that could be considered as poorly, depending on how you want to look at. It. I don't know if poorly is the right word, but, you know, answer them in ways that would seem contrary to what he's saying here. And so the the idea for me is when is it proper or how do you give
1: it? Wait, give an example of that. What do you mean by that? Well,
0: you flip the tables in the temple. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. He didn't exactly walk in and, and turn the other cheek. They were defiling the temple of God. So he flipped the tables over and took a whip and drove people out. That, yeah. that doesn't look cheek uh, turning to me, nor does um, I did not come to bring us together, but to draw a sword and divide family, divide father and mother. Um, I didn't come for uh, peace, but for a sword. You know, Jesus uses a lot of very um, divisive language to, to get his point across, but yet here he's telling his disciples you know, when you find yourself confronted um, with someone or who is just of, wronging yeah. you, then then you should have a a, a temperament that is um, the opposite of that. It appears to be now. The, where I what I come to in that, Tanya, hold, let me get my my process up, yeah. is that when you're walking in step with God, you know what is right to do and and when to do it.
1: Well, I was going to say because Jesus ultimately gave his whole life. He does. <laughs> so it well, wasn't as if he demanded back from them. But yeah, I know what you're saying. In this, sometimes. the spirit of
0: this statement is if someone comes to you and they want to take from you, well, then don't hold back. Have an attitude. Say, okay, what can I do? You want to shock that person into the realization, why is this person not only complying, but wanting to offer more? Our responsibility is, as as people in this world is to serve one another and to serve the interest of the other person. Whereas the person in this story, or the people that Jesus is referencing in this story, he's saying, if you're confronting someone who just wants to be served, well, then serve them, over-serve them, you know. Or if they're taking, yeah. if they're taking, um, taking advantage of you, well, kind of you're taking control of the argument <laughs> by by surprising them with your with your compliance to some degree, and then even more so, saying, oh, uh, you know, it's it's like looking at someone who comes up and slaps you, and rather than going, you slapped me, swack, slap them back. You're saying you slap me what is going on with you man is there there something going on that you need to hit me right now is that i mean you know there should be a a posture that is um that is that is oriented for the best interest of the person you're dealing with and for me i'm i'm looking at that passage and i said the tent so that that's the that's the conclusion i've come to um because there's other times where jesus is asking us to put our foot down to take a stand and say this is not who we are this is defying in the in the temple scenario Um, he's flipping the tables because they've taken God's house and they've turned it into a, you know, a bartering station for making money rather than what it's intended to be. And that doesn't mean that you can't sell t-shirts in church that have your church's logo on them. Um, he's saying that they were doing it for, um, I'm sorry, my chair squeaky. They were doing it for entirely different reasons. And, and that's, you know, they were actually, um, cheating one another out of things. They were, they were making it difficult for people to actually make sacrifice. And then in the idea of the sword, the message of Jesus is exclusive. Um, there is no all roads lead to heaven kind of things. When Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth and the life, no man comes to the father, except by me, he's making a pretty definitive statement well, that's say, divisive in this saying world. It's
1: going to be divisive. Yeah. yeah.
0: And so while I might say to someone, you know, Hey, uh, are you need my shirt? Here's my coat. Also, um, I'm not going to say to that person, Um, Hey, you want me to deny Jesus and, um, okay, I'll do that. And what else would you like me to deny? I'm not going to go to the next level, you know, and and just take everything out of context. So that's my conclusion in that. The, The thing that I think we tend to do though, as believers, is we get these scriptures get bogged down in them because we flip legals. Um, the law was, you know, eye for eye, tooth for tooth. That's the law and Jesus says that he says you've heard it said do this and and I'm saying to you here's the other side of that don't do that um it's the rule of reciprocity you know mm-hmm. if you take an eye, and that that was a governor put on people to keep them from taking two eyes when one is taken you know mm-hmm. if someone yeah. cuts off one hand i'm going to cut off both your hands no that's not that's mm-hmm. not reciprocity that's not fair you're overreacting he's protecting people from their emotions so what we tend to you do that
1: law was is that what you're saying that's
0: what the law was yeah, and was so what we to. tend to do is First off, understand that law is given for people who don't have a walk with Jesus. They're not in a controlled environment, in, in step with, in the same spirit and sync with God, who would rather give Himself up than take vengeance or reciprocity. Um, so, but we still tend to, as Christians, look at that passage and go.
1: It was given as a civil law, not as a, like you're saying, not as a heartfelt compassion towards someone.
0: Even it was just a. It was was a, it was a, a, um, it was a fence to say, don't go beyond this line, you know, because we didn't have that internal control, but now as followers of Jesus, we should have in the Holy spirit in us, that control that says serving is what I want you to do. I want you to, and so rather than taking this new statement that Jesus is making and, and or redefining the law of reciprocity, he said, your posture towards other people should be to serve, not to get your own way. And therefore, Um, but, but you can almost tell sometimes when talking to people that they don't understand that because they tend to say, well, this is what he said now, but now we've got to take it, take it on the chin (laughs) and and turn the other chin to him and and I'm going, well, that's, that's not the idea there. Okay. So all of that is, um,
1: backing (laughs) up (laughs) rewind. Um,
0: you just made me do that. Um, (laughs) how do we deal with cancel culture, woke culture? Um, people who are demanding that we think a certain way. And I alluded to that a minute ago. You're not going to tell me I can't believe in Jesus. You're not going to tell me that if I don't believe that you're okay because you diverge from the the truth. And I, for somehow or another, I have to affirm your truth. And, <laughs> and I have to agree with your truth well, because your truth is true. That's where do we draw the line? So that's okay. Now I'll let you talk. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go on. It's okay. Even in
1: putting that things. in, I think you could lump in together with that what do we agree with in culture period, even when it comes to this masks order or these um, these specific orders that have been put in place for our, quote, safety, for our compliance. But, so you're exactly right. We we need to examine all of these things as uh, what is the demand? What is, what is being asked of us? Is it to give up our freedoms or is it to serve someone? Well, if, if it is serving some, serving and, and if it's in the name of serving someone, then how is it that that, like you said, has become a law now, that you have to do it this way, this is the way you will serve someone or whatever, rather than it be the spirit or the the truth, which is that we serve because of compassion, we serve because of of kindness, of God's heart towards someone, which isn't always the way someone else might tell us we should serve. I mean, when you lump all the his historicity in here you know a king would demand a certain type of servanthood well that wouldn't look like servanthood to someone else anyway so i think i see what you're saying that you you, you're feeling like christians maybe are given in too quickly to or or i we've seen that a little bit anyway where they've decided that uh to comply with that is to be somehow serving them in reality it's not when when they don't need to be um don't need to be agreeing with things that aren't true right is that what you're saying what yeah i
0: do i mean the entire the entirety of the culture that we're living in right now is um in chaos because there's no um certainty to about where people can land there there's a culture out there that's walking around going i'm supposed to believe this and this but if i say something here or, or you know not to mention the lack of grace. You know, someone said something 20 years ago, they're not allowed to grow up. They're still 10 years old. Whatever they yeah. said when they were 10 years old, still is just as true at 40 as it was at 10. <laughs> um, of course you and I didn't grow up in an age of social media. So we're only held to account for, you know, about yeah, half of our years. lives. The things that we said <laughs> in our, what, um, thirties, things we
1: posted yeah. things we
0: post in our thirties. And I've always been kind of avid about not posting things that are controversial. So I posted yeah. about Jesus because Jesus, he's, con- he's not controversial at all. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the, I, 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 I'm I'm, asking myself the question again and again, how do we get, I guess, um, our point of view, the gospel, um, we're not going to change what we believe. And I think what we have is a culture that's lying to one another. People that are lying, lying to absolutely. one another in order to protect or save face so that they don't Um, We're we're living in this eggshell world, and we always should be considerate of one another's feelings, but nowadays you can't even make (laughs) a statement. I can't disagree with you, and you think I love you in this culture. And I'll I'll never forget a question I asked a friend of mine one time when he asked me a question that was difficult. And my response was, can I disagree with you and still love you? And he said, well, yes, you can. I said, well, then what's the problem here? And he was, we're fine, we get along. But, but anyway, the
1: problem is we're being told that we're being talked into that. The normal um, conversations you have sitting down with somebody at a coffee shop doesn't seem to actually be. That's not the ruling truth. It is being told. That's what we're told now. We we are being I, I don't know what it would instructed by Hollywood by governing. Who who is it that's telling us these things? It's as if. There's a, a culture out there that's the angry people. They need to speak into generalities, into the, you know, the whatever it might be, the um, cosmos in a sense or whatever. And then we all have to conform to it. But as individuals, if you sat down with an individual, just two people, it probably isn't true. It's probably not the way you'd see each other. But it's as if our society is being told this is what we have to. This is what we're supposed to how do we break that down because that's it's it's an untruth it's a lie that just sits out there and everybody feels like they have to conform to it or that's what's upsetting to me is it's not humans it's not we're not dealing with person to person interaction we're dealing with a like we're saying a cultural atmosphere or whatever that's telling us this is how we have to be or what we have to do now if you're in bigger forums such as Online, for instance, we know several who, you know, have had more of an audience, so they've been canceled, quote unquote, with Twitter or with whatever. But that's kind of more of a—it's still an overarching sort of general principle they're trying to put out there. I bet they haven't. I know they haven't specifically talked to. There's not a person-to-person contact that said, "So let me help you with your issues today." You know, we—I can see that you're struggling. Or
0: whatever. But, <laughs> they've just
1: decided that. This is where we're going
0: to. I think that there's a larger, a larger, (laughs) gosh, I hate some of this terminology, larger cultural narrative out there that makes people afraid to talk in an intimate way. In other words, it makes, if I don't know you, it's getting harder. I can't talk to you. It's getting harder because there's this, um, a friend of mine talks about um, environments in in the relational sense when I say, you know, if you, excuse me, if you joke about LA, Los Angeles oxygen, you know it's it's <laughs> smoggy, it's not a good environment, it's not healthy. Sooner or later, you know they, they, you know by the time you're 40, you'll have this lungs of a smoker if you live in that town for too long. Whereas, you know you go into where we live here in Washington, the air's clear and it's clean and it's good for you unless there's forest fires. <laughs> um, but the, uh, but the overall it's just a healthier environment. And the same thing is true I think in our in a spiritual environment, there's this, there's a fog in the air that makes it um, that's that's come through the way people talk. You know, James talks about the tongue being um, a fire and speaking of having the smoky air. So the tongue the tongue being used through various social media channels and that's things like that I'm is creating an that. atmosphere where people are afraid to talk. Even people that's you've exactly known, right. even in your own office but it's you've because, about how difficult it is to have a conversation.
1: Yeah, but it's because they're setting that atmosphere, not because that's what's really going on. I'm really not looking across the table at someone and, and thinking this or that of them. I'm definitely not thinking of them as a racist or I'm not thinking of them as a, uh, someone who wants to, uh, make me a whatever, or, you know, label me or call me something else. I'm, if I sat down and talked to them, it would be because that's hanging in the air that I would assume they might think that that's, what's upsetting me because I don't think it's true at all of, of normal, everyday people that are just trying to live, but it's somehow being told that that's what we are having to think, or we are, needing to deal with or if i sit down with this person that is what they're thinking you know it is that's a that's brainwashing
0: yeah we're told to to guess what people are thinking before we have even talk to them yeah
1: before and we're told even what is off
0: limits smile you know, that old them. that old statement fact, what we're not the,
1: allowed to smile anymore because we have a mask on <laughs>
0: that old statement um the two one of the things you don't do you don't talk about religion or politics and we live in a culture <laughs> where all the people do is talk about politics and <laughs> um religion but uh
1: well but, but Nowadays, it's a shaky sort of you can't start any conversation because it can't just be a conversation. Now it has to be assumptions that you've already made about someone or things because you've been told to. You've been told this is what that person's thinking. So now you can't even come into a conversation and just converse with someone. I think that's what I'm what's really what's really upsetting the atmosphere of our country right now is that that we're being told how to think and how to feel and how to speak and what we think not, we can't even have our own thoughts. We're told this is how you think because you're this color or because you have this background or because you live this life or that life or whatever. We're being told this is what we, (laughs) well,
0: yeah, we wind up becoming stereotyped and and cast um, into corners. We're we're pushed into, we're pushed into packs rather than drawn together as a, as a people.
1: Yeah, well, and separate that. I really think, this. here's my conspiracy theory, I think it's an agenda. The somewhat this masking and, and the separation of us with COVID-19 stuff has caused us to have to come back into these little pockets. Now they're also telling us, well, because you're in those pockets now, let us also tell you who you really are. You didn't know this about yourself, but here's who you really are. Yeah, so then they've categorized us besides pushing us into... So like my coworker and I the other day were saying, so we can't even smile at each other on the street anymore. You can't even consider just, just talking to some random. You see crazy eyes randomly. over a mask. <laughs> yeah. And you can't, you can't assume kindness or, or genteel. You have to now, because you've been programmed to think, this person must think this. If they're this color or if they're this gender or if they're this whatever age or whatever, um, they must be thinking this. So now I can't even look at you and just smile and think, oh, this is a person that's like me that has... Um, similar struggles or similar uh, battles you know similar things to deal with in life now I have to just have all these assumptions I've been told that that person might or might not be dealing with I was thinking about this with and it's put it's put genuine stigma between races and between um, cultures and classes and stuff of people that we can't we can't now just feel like we can grab hands across the board and say I'm your brother I'm your sister I'm let's, let's do this together. Let's live this life. Let's Mm -hmm. find out and pursue truth, which we believe, you know, is the heart of all of it anyway, is they're wanting us to question what truth is. They're wanting us to, to take away everything we've known as truth. And now rethink it all because now they're telling us what we actually think, what we really are, you know, who we really are rather than it's, 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 upsetting because it's well, like trying to strip us of identity.
0: I've had interesting conversations with people about these kinds of things. And, uh, you know, the, where we started today with, you know, where do you draw the line? The we've been, we've, I started to say we've enjoyed, we've been enjoy, we've been engaged with having to think about life, culture, um, Christianity, uh, as followers of Jesus, um, and how we interact with the culture and what do we need to be talking about in brand new ways because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, politics became an, even something that became in broad because COVID isn't tied up in it. You know, there's a whole new way. I've um, I've found myself meeting people who are just, you know, the joke of sheep, you know, that, you know, they're not, they're not even reading anything. They're just taking whatever is being fed to them off the airwaves <laughs> and just accepting it. They, there's no one. Yeah, I, sheep and, and I'm just I'm not a person. I've never have really been a person who just takes what's told to me. Um, unless I trust you, if I trust you to begin with, I'll believe you. And then if you're lying to me, I'm, I'm messed up later on, I'm just broken hearted (laughs) later on, they they lied to me. Um, so, you know, and I trusted way too many people, but I'm getting older. So I trust (laughs) less and less. That's the wonderful thing about age. You just become more and more tired of being on this planet. Um, okay.
1: Less and less sure. Of <laughs> what if you're it weren't or for hearing.
0: grandkids, I don't know if I'd hang around. <laughs> and so, I, my kids, for the record, if those of you out there are actually listening, <laughs> we, we like you almost as much as the grandkids. <laughs> um, the uh, the um, I totally derailed myself with that. The the conversation I'm having with people out there as I'm talking to folks is they're either completely bought in, and they you can tell from the conversation they don't, they're just and they form their opinions, but they form their opinions completely on whatever the, and I'm going to use the word propaganda here yeah. Um, because there is a, a sense in which the information that people are receiving is what you're being told to believe. Yeah. We are not human beings. And, and I think one of the things, especially as American human beings, we have a gift in this country that we're allowed to be skeptical about the people in power over us without fear of reciprocity. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's <laughs> an amazing gift that yeah. we are currently in a battle for in, in our country. Um, the people always talking about the First Amendment and our freedoms of speech, blah, 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 blah. Well, for me, freedom of speech in that thing is not the press, it's the religion. <laughs> you know, it's our freedom to, to, to gather, to meet. Mm-hmm. And the COVID business has caused um, that to come under fire too. As I talk to other pastors in the community, as we've tried to be compliant, yet still answer the need. Human beings need to come together Mm -hmm. To make a connection so that we can be in cooperation together rather than in rebellion against not just God, but one another.
1: Yeah. Well, it used to be. I need to
0: know you and to know you, I need to be in, uh, to sound new age, you need to be in the sphere of your. Well, yeah, but Zoom Zoom isn't connection. I mean, we're in the same room together, breathe in the same air feeling the joy, you know how you can be in a room and you can feel tension when it's bad and you can feel joy when it's good. There's just something about the room that when it's all going good, it's going good. That doesn't happen as much in a Zoom call. I mean,
1: but you're funny that, I mean, but what you were saying is, is funny too in China. the sense that we used to be taught to critically think, to consider what we were told. And in fact, there's still, a Elijah's going to take a class next semester called critical thinking. Supposedly Hopefully. good education is involved with that, that you're supposed to be trying to take another side and and figure out what is being said deeper than what you're just hearing, or consider what truth is based on, and that's a philosophical understanding that there's, you know, what do we base our truth on, and whatever. But these days, yeah, it seems as if we're not supposed to question anything. I was thinking about this with some girls, um, my daughters, I was talking to the other day. We we should have back in the day, you would even question, say, doctors or. People who are supposed experts, quote unquote, because not everybody um, understands what the credentials are or accepts the same credentials for what the quote expert opinions oh, are. I know
0: which doctor do you believe? Right? Yeah. You sec- well, here's so, the thing in America, you can right. get a second opinion. Yeah. <laughs> well, Unless it's politics, a... then you have to take the opinion of one person. If you get a second opinion and it's on the wrong political side of yeah, things. Then then you're or the right political side of now, you you just, oh, geez. Yeah, yes. right.
1: But, but the truth is, it's even less true for even doctors these days because you're told by your insurance company or by the if you're like us and can't afford you know you're told by the state insurance company or whatever it is who you are supposed to go to and and then they're supposed to send you to someone else i mean it's it's all still that we trust who we're putting our lives into or who we're we're letting govern us or whatever why why do we why do we take that kind of without questioning because like you said in this country this is what this country was built on was that we are individuals we are we are supposed to be able to um, we set this country up so that we could think and and speak and clearly be um, humans with because we are under God we have inalienable rights which have give, been given to him given to us by him just because just because we're made in his image. so it should be, that we have a right to think through these things and consider these things and decide what we want to do with our lives or what we want to agree with or not agree with. We've never lived in a culture that was quite so, uh, it must be this way and you are this way and uh, doubt your own self because I'm going to tell you how it is or, you know, and that's why I think you and I have been so, leery of and and kind of warning people against socialism and socialistic type of thinking because the idea that we're all to conform to one slight plan that's not how god created us he created us as individuals and he loves us separately an individual and he and that's what makes up a good society like you just said connecting with others making it so that two or three parts of a whole make a whole not just one individual by themselves but cooperating and and being together but not being the same not being exact you know not being but but balancing each other helping each other it's so funny how these these are details you know that are intricate like little boundary lines that they cross over and tell you one thing and on the other side we're going well no but sort of but you know you should be an individual you definitely should but you should also connect with others
0: (laughs) yeah we are Skipping stones across the water of so much. I'm sitting here going, yeah, I can skip off so in that direction different... or this direction. I, um, I, I want to back up a little bit to uh, what we we're talking about: how we talk and engage in our society a little bit, because a, a couple of things we're talking about here. We're talking about um, critically thinking through what's coming our way, and as well as our need for corporate connection or co- our community connection yeah, community. Um, that doesn't quite cut it in the sense of you know being uh, across a phone line or on a uh, a Zoom meeting or something like that. I um, First off, to to speak to the question of um, of how I've been communicating with people, I was talking about that a second ago. And one of them was people just buying it hook, line, and seeker, and they'll say crazy things to me like, if we don't just wear a mask, everything would be just fine. And I'm going, mm. I don't know a doctor in the world, even Anthony Fauci, who would say that that's true. <laughs> it's mitigating, not resolving the issue mm-hmm. um, and we know that that's you know that's sh- the, the science on that I use that word has <laughs> shifted off and on throughout There's this process times, yeah. and then also in my conversation with people I'll generally ask a question that says do you believe that people with power might use a situation or a circumstance or difficulty in order to increase their hold of power a lot of people will agree with me on that because it's just factually true that people who have power, our, our desire to self-preserve, this goes back to Matthew, where we started. If <laughs> someone comes fear. up to you and punches you in the face. You know, Jesus is talking about someone punching you in the face and you turn the other cheek and say, and you have an attitude of, man, you're having a rough day. Why would you want to hit <laughs> me? What, you know, what did I say? And I've... I mean, nobody's hit me in the face, but in conversations, I've had people lash out at me because I've said something. And my immediate response, I can still remember a conversation I had with someone a couple of years ago, because it just freaked me out. It was a short period of time together. Um, I asked them a question and the person just kind of rebuffed it. And I went, Oh, this is not where I wanted this to go. This person's going to think, but I was stuck with the person for about 10 more minutes. And so I just kind of started asking some questions. I kept the conversation going. Number one, I didn't just back up and fall into silence. I just didn't want that to happen. It was bothering me. But that's the point. It was bothering me. It wasn't that the person was offended. It bothered me that I'd somehow stepped on this person and I wanted to make it right. So in the course of the conversation, by the end of it, I realized I really hadn't offended that person that much. But, um, I, I continued to say I, I went back in for another blow let's just put it that way um, I said something the person hit me emotionally mm-hmm. um, and I was like huh are you okay I mean were we good let's, and I talked yeah. through the thing with it and by the time it was over with it was a good conversation and the person was fine I didn't get hit the second time because I offered I didn't quit right away and walk away and say, you offended me I want to offend you back I wasn't my posture so yeah. that's not how we're supposed to approach it but um, well, so like you're
1: saying, because most of the time, when they're hitting at you, it's really something that's dealing Something else is dealing going on. Their, And yeah, it, if you're, if you're
0: self-aware enough to realize it's not always about you, you can mm-hmm. have a mm-hmm. servant attitude. Yeah. Um, Jesus was self-aware enough to realize nothing was really about him. Everything was about th- everyone else, which was the problem that yeah. we needed to be there to begin with. Right. Um, so, but then we get to table flippers. You know, when do we say, I'm sorry, no, you're making a mess of the house of God. We're going to flip this over. You're making a mess of our culture. We're going to flip this over. You're making right. a mess of what is honoring God and what we've been given in the gift Freedom. of the community and an America that we've been given as a culture that allows us to self-govern right. in ways that most that has not existed heretofore in history. So when, how do we flip the tables here? Um, so people who have power, what that means to me is that if in historical reality, throughout history, it's always been people rising to power, taking power and being toppled from power and rising to power, then that's the nature of man, is to try and seize and hold power. That's that's, that's the problem throughout history, is that somebody has to be in charge and it's gonna be me, by golly. (laughs) Um, And so I think that since the foundation of a country, I think our founders understood that and wrote our laws in such a way as to make it very, very difficult to do that, however, 230. How many years we've been around? Um, is, is we're finding ways. The people who want power are finding ways to begin to slowly e- itch, scratch away at the surface of maintaining it. So the power is trying to rise to the surface. Mm-hmm. A small group of people wants to rise up and overpower us. One of the reasons I'm getting all this to get to this point. I'm saying, thanks for bearing with me, Tanya. <laughs> to get to this point, all this is true because it is not a human problem on the surface. It's a spiritual problem in the heart of mankind, right? The apostle Paul writes in um, Ephesians six, that we should be strengthened by God, spiritual strengthening by God's vast strength and put on the full armor of God. But he says in verse 12, our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the world powers of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavens. And this is why you need to get dressed in the full armor of God. And yeah. me, I and my understanding of this is that the powers are going to try to rise because there's power behind those powers, pushing those powers. Yeah, And they've chosen, they may accuse me of being um, weak because I've chosen to follow after Jesus or just you, you believe what you believe, but we don't have any belief. Well, you may not believe it. But there are powers pushing you. But you actually
1: believe you something. You believe something. Yeah. You're
0: always you're you're a sucker for someone or something. And if you think you're just when you become a sucker for self, you're really just buying into the most selfish one of all, which is the accuser of the brethren. That's the what I was gonna say a while
1: ago. Belief um, just really monitors a lot what we do. We just won't realize that we're choosing belief because we're fearful people. We we choose a belief system and sometimes we're told what to believe. Other times we decide, what we're right? And believe. so,
0: in our culture right now, more than ever, I think Americans are dealing with, uh, Christian Americans, um, are dealing with the fact that we're being told what we can and can't believe. It goes through every aspect, and sin yeah. is being redefined or dumbed down, um, and we're being told that if we, th- there used to be an old statement that we would make: you would you would love this, you would hate this sin, and love the sinner. Um, that is being. Destroyed that, that that statement simplified. But the idea is, if you love the sinner, the sin itself is irrelevant. You're going to love that person, but it doesn't mean that the sin is okay. Yeah. You know, you love me, and I know you love me, but I'm not the most sinless person on the earth. I walk around with this visible visage of 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 weight issues, and I have discipline issues. I'm not I'm not always easy to live with and a little grumpy and judgy (laughs) Um, and uh, you know but still you still love me and that's there's there's, I can separate the fact that I'm not always lovable from the fact that you love me the
1: Bible says love covers a multitude of sin which means that if we're love we're able to love past those those won't be the forefront of the relationship right that's what you've always taught that should the sin should not be in the forefront but it does not mean that it completely wipes out our separation from God, right? Or our need to be obedient to Him because His ways are still higher than ours and His ways are always perfect for us. So I agree with you. There's there's some way to love the ones who are sinners, which is each one of us. And then there's a way to love, um, but not set aside that obedience to God is still highest and trusting in Him means we're going to be compliant and submission to His will, His best for us. Right. Right, direction.
0: and and so we don't give up. We don't turn the we, we. We don't strike back. We turn the other cheek. We don't. We don't complain. We don't. Um, cry out, pay me back when someone takes something from us. We we look for the opportunity though, to speak into that person's life the truth of things. And so we have a posture of knowing that through Christ, we are provided for, we're cared for, we're loved in Christ. We are, we are
1: accepted at and, peace. Yeah, at with peace. Life. That's
0: right. um, But we live in a culture that's constantly challenging us. Um, that we can't be at peace with you. But I think that that's the larger narrative. I think those are the, the powers that be that are trying to say, because the other thing of this thing is how do you conquer a unified force? America's strong as long as, we allow that melting pot of beliefs to exist, and agree I that it's okay do. for us to be different. Yeah. But we okay have one thing in common: we live in a in a place where we're free to be who we are without fear. Um, now, what they're doing is there's a creation of amount of fear because to make us weaker, there's a that you have to make us controlled. You have to separate us and pull us apart. Yeah, that's right. And um and I think you know Americans. I was listening to something earlier this week that Americans surveyed um before two thousand, um, really felt good about our country being united and even felt good about where we were racially as a country right when Barack Obama was elected. Americans felt really, really good that we'd elected a black president. This was like the end of racism. <laughs> you know, we we thought and now I'm looking at going, we're the most racist country on planet Earth, if you were to ask the average, you know, well, college graduate.
1: Decided, yeah. Because
0: so since the Obama election instead of it getting better it's just got progressively worse now we can throw blame in whatever direction we want to at that point but that's what's happened in our culture Mm -hmm. and i think that there's a there's a thought process somewhere along that says we are we are we need to be separated so that we can be controlled Mm -hmm. and and that's i think as christians our responsibility is to love people and not to not um take everything on the chin that involves um Ideology. We need to not just say, "Well, you know what? You're saying that your way is right." And so, okay, I'm just going to, well, you know to, to, to say, "What else do you need me to become?" We need to say, "Yeah, um, we need to be able to say to folks."
1: But like you said, Jesus came to his his.
0: We're not going to win them all. I've been be divided, I've been yeah. a few times for believing things. I st- okay for for saying things that I believe, but I still hold my belief out there. I don't I don't I don't need you to like me. Because I'm turning the other cheek here. In other words, when I want so, when, I, when if, some, if I say something to someone because most of the blows come in conversation or wherever, and someone snaps back at me, my response to that person is to stay in the conversation and to see if I can't minister to that person so that they so I can find out what's underneath that snap. Does that make sense? If that person hit me, why did they hit me? Um, verbally and I'm just using hitting as a verbal thing because that's where I generally. because
1: most of the time it's about fear
0: right and so in the course of that conversation I'm gonna have the conversation now that person decides they still want to keep hitting me verbally and call me whatever they want to call me and walk away from it Um, I'm not destroyed I'm but I'm not going to cave in and just say okay I agree with you and I'm gonna say what you tell me to say because that's the thing if I don't say it then I don't think it
1: again my thoughts are because there's fear that's behind that most of the time. And if you can keep in the conversation, you're saying, I think, I think what you're saying is that you can sometimes get to the bottom of that fear, which will break down their wall rather than mm-hmm. build it stronger or whatever it gets.
0: Well, this whole business, and, and we'll just get into this real quick, because I Stick can't the of the of the of the thing. Don't don't come up to me and tell me that I'm racist because I refuse to say, um, tote the line of the Black Lives Matter thing and say Black Lives Matter. Course black lives matter. That's the that's the why would you ask me that? It's in it's in the scriptures. It says in Christ there is no black, no white, no know Black lives matter, sure. But I'm not going to start exclusively saying, but this is the only thing that matters. And, and you can't tell me I can't say all lives matter, and I'm racist if I do. The whole point of the matter is where our culture has gone is to say, well, if you say all lives matter, you're racist, and all this stuff about implicit bias and racist stuff. It's like, no, as a Christian, God gave me a new heart. In my heart, towards people, whether they're white, black, pink, purple, green, what you know, if they, if they've God made fuchsia people, it wouldn't matter to me because they're people. And for us to begin to, and I, and people could say, well, we need to elevate the um, reasonable people will say, well, the purpose of this is we're trying to elevate the plight of this group of people in our country so that we can th- help them out or whatever. That's fine, but not at the cost of another group of people because Jesus wouldn't do that. Yeah. I don't think for a minute that Jesus would say, you're better than this one and you're more important than this one at any time in okay, culture. Says, and this one should punish God this one. God is no respecter yeah. of person. Yeah, yeah, God is no respecter of person. This, pers- this group shouldn't be allowed now to punish this group because this group at one, at one point in their history punished this group. That's not, that's reciprocity. That's that whole thing. Right now, I oh, this is it for me. Right now in our country, what we are seeing is. A culture that is saying, you took our eye, we're taking your life. There's a, the reciprocity, the whole point of eye for eye, to, it's being run backwards over. They're asking for everything in return. And I say they, There's. it's not just one group. There's all yeah. kinds of groups out well, there. Well, and it's
1: backing us up to an uncivil time rather than taking us toward civilization. That mm-hmm. is that is the heart of the bar- barbarian type of mm-hmm. um, civil whatever, not non-civil civilization, whereas we should be in the light of, quote, progression or at least understanding our history. We should be going further than that, being able to see people for who they are. But it's taking us backwards.
0: I think culture right now is whipping in a whirlwind. It's changing day by day, and people are trying to make a step, and they don't know where to step. And when they step somewhere, if they step on it wrong, I mean, good people are being eaten by... The, yeah. the um, reciprocity that's being demanded in our culture. Now, reciprocity is the word that we use when we talk about the eye for eye, tooth for tooth, the word we're using in our culture, rep- reparations. You know, people want, you, you wronged me at this point, so I want you to do this with me.
1: Yeah.
0: And so the thing that I think as, as um, you and I need to understand is our foundations don't come from culture. Right. Our foundations don't come from legal um, things from our government. Our foundations come from Christ. And ultimately what happened in, even with Rome and persecution there was when Christians wouldn't say our, our foundation is we're not going to bow to Nero. We're not going to bow to, to the emperor. We bow to Christ. And as long as that didn't bother government, (laughs) then it was okay. And I think we're actually kind of hitting a time there where we're we're wondering, wow, we believe something that we don't believe that the government is the most important thing in the world. Um, We haven't crossed that line yet, but that's the conversation in the wind. Yeah. Yes. And and that's, um, you know, I'm glad and, and, and I can hear people and we need to pray for government representatives who follow Jesus, that they're the only ones are, they're the ones arguing on our behalf in their state houses and they in the, in Such the cities and in the, in the national Quality government. Yeah. And so fortunately we're still a very, we're not a kingship, we're a scattered government. And as a result of that, we're allowed, we have the ability to continue to, to to have that tug and sway um, so we just need to pray that the principalities and powers of the air and the authorities don't win the battle but that God that the people who say that they walk with God that are in our halls of government um, are walking with God and not and and standing by truth and not capitulating to the winds of culture anyway we got all over the map with this stuff today but I'm we haven't talked in three or four weeks so anyway but uh, we haven't talked since the middle of January Well, you and i have talked off the thing but Uh, uh, anyway anything else to add to this i don't know how long we've been talking we've been talking for a
1: while i think we covered a lot for today we could probably have fun with it further so many different scriptures to deal with them all kinds of angles on that but that's fair well that matthew what was the reference again matthew
0: that you started out with 28? Matthew 28 yeah no yes <laughs> Matthew 5 oh, just off a little bit was, way, uh, way yeah off I forgot set. where is it Matthew five 38,
1: 38. That's um, through
0: 42 okay. um where Jesus is teaching the Sermon on and um yeah so he's I mean the whole point of that entire sermon is to just hey here's the way you thought about things <laughs> think, right think differently yeah, exactly. <laughs> think bigger big I think my stop. my favorite thing about that is is that sermon and you're right it, is that it's, it's Jesus you have thought and I would say this to the overall culture you are being told to think this way think bigger yeah. think better well anyway thanks for listening um, we'll wrap that up right there as Tanya already tried to do that but as a pastor in my background I still had one or two more things I was trying to right. get out so <laughs> be glad that, that Tanya has been given the rule of authority over me so that I don't <laughs> put a governor on it <laughs> oh my goodness well thanks uh, for listening and i want to welcome our one new listener you know who you are out there. and um and anyone else who decides to come along please invite them take care and have a wonderful